welcome back to another edition of the Spy Bar Podcast. Uh, back in the groove now. No more golfing for me, so uh, able to make sure that I consistently get out of the podcast each uh, each week and um, uh, please up to uh, basically do a bit of a uh, wrap-up, naturally, of the US Open. I uh, just went down last weekend with uh, Gary Woodland winning his first uh, major title out at Pebble Beach. Uh, what well, wrapped up a pretty good week out there. So we'll obviously wrap up the US Open and then kick on to the PGA and European Tours, respectively, for the, the Travelers Championship and the BMW International Open. Um, so look, uh, first things first, I, I thought um, it was a great week uh, out at the uh, at the US Open with Gary Woodland winning by two, two strokes from uh, Brooks Koepka. Um, I think kind of first things first, uh, I thought the course played pretty fair in total. Um, I know I, I, there's some, some purists out there and, and I sort of put myself in there a little bit. I uh, would have preferred it to have been a bit more of a difficult challenge, but look, when you get relatively benign conditions, um, no wind uh, or very little wind, um, and look, they've had just so much rainfall out there over the last uh, couple of months, and they obviously dumped a load of water on the course apparently at the beginning of last week. Um, you know, it's not going to become that that challenging of a course. We're not going to see the sort of winds uh, when Tom Kite won in the early 90s and 92. So um, the, given the conditions, the scoring was obviously pretty good. Uh, with obviously Gary Woodland really separating himself from the rest of the field, he finished three strokes clear of Brooks Koepka um, at 13 under and obviously uh, beat Tiger's score of 12 under back in 2000. Uh, so he was three strokes clear of Brooks and Brooks was three strokes clear of John Rahm, Ches Reevy, Justin in Rose and Xander Schauffele uh, all at seven under so uh, look there, there were a lot of people under par and again that was kind of one of the downsides from from uh, well from a lot of people on social media so there were 31 players who shot uh, one under or better uh, but all in all I thought it was a fair test if you play good shots uh, you had the opportunity or certainly if you play well off the tee you had a good opportunity to get near to the pin and then the greens which were as I kept saying were very small and still playing pretty firm you had a chance of holding some butts as well. Uh, and if you got offline, then the rough was brutal. Um, trying to get out of it looked pretty impossible for the most part. So, uh, And when you did get in it, you just had to scramble. And, and ultimately, I thought it was a fair test of golf. We had a very good leaderboard, uh, different types of styles in there, the likes of Gary, uh, Woodland Brooks and John Rahm, who were long hitters, and then someone like Ch- Ches Reevy, who's perhaps the shortest hitter on tour. Um, so you, you had different guys mixing it up. Up, um, but a lot of the big guns in there Rory had a pretty good week um, too and obviously Justin Rose as well uh, but look fair play to Gary Woodland uh, I think a favourite amongst the players as well uh, just seems like a really good dude um, interesting sort of history with him is his father actually coded um, and died for three minutes uh, when Gary was trying to win his PGA Tour card actually at Pebble Beach 10 years ago. Uh, so it's kind of a nice full circle that obviously survived that and was able to celebrate with him on Father's Day with Gary winning his first major. So uh, that was kind of a nice 
uh, full circle uh, family experience and look, I think Gary's also had some other trials and tribulations he uh, was due to have twins a couple of years ago but lost one during the pregnancy and, and the other one his son was born very premature um, he's actually expecting I think twin girls he was saying in August as well so look, I think he just seems like a good dude um, and everybody seems to like him I think nobody's got a bad word to say about him and, and everything I've seen since Sunday you just kind of you know it's just a nice, nice guy to win. And, and from my point of view, it's quite nice to have a slightly different name up there. Um, a different name to, um, we've just been, I suppose, treated to all the studs winning all the majors over the last few years. So nice to have a different name kind of breaking through. Let's see what he can do from here. Um, in terms of his performance, look, it was the first time he ever com- converted a 54-hole lead. He'd been 0 for 7 uh, when having the 54-hole lead. Uh, I think the last couple of times he'd been unfortunate. Um, Shoffley shot a 61 in uh, in Hawaii early in the season. Uh, Gary Woodland shot a 67 or a 66, I want to say. Um, so he had a good final round, but just Shoffley just was on fire to, to win that that tournament over in, uh, I think it was a Sony Open, I want to say. Um, so, you know, he's been playing better. He's been doing better in the majors as well. I think the biggest thing for him this week is that he, he led the field in scrambling 80%, which around there is no mean feat. He just putted lights out, chip lights out, um, a couple of chip-ins as well. So just played really solid and only made four bogeys all week, which was the tied lowest out of all the US Opens ever. So just a very, very solid performance all in so well done to him um with gary woodland winning it has now meant that americans have won nine of the last 10 majors uh, granted four of them have been um are won by the gentleman who came second in kepka but uh, the americans uh you know doing a a very good job at the minute uh, of uh, basically just taking all those majors home but uh hopefully hopefully the europeans and the international players will uh will get a few more over the coming years and months ahead um look, we can't go anywhere without really talking about kepka i mean that man is just a beast in the majors uh his last six majors have been win tied 39th win second win second um just ridiculous consistency there uh you know he was very threatening, very menacing in that final round. You know, t- to me, what was quite interesting, I thought Tita Green, he was exceptional all week. Um, he didn't make as many putts. Certainly the first couple of days, he didn't really make many putts. And then on the final day, he birdied four out of the first five holes. And he should have birdied six, should have birdied seven as well. I think if he'd got those two, it would have made it very interesting uh, for, for Gary Woodland as well, just to see how he would have coped with that. Um, yeah, His big issue, biggest issue was, you know, for a man of his capability and length, he didn't birdie any of the par fives all week. Um, so look, to finish second um, and not capitalise on perhaps your biggest strengths um, uh, is again just a testament to how good he is in the majors at the minute not just in terms of ball striking but mentality wise he just seems so strong um, really very good finishes I thought Justin Rose did well to finish third um, I think if you actually saw his golf if you sort of looked away from the scoreboard and actually saw his golf his iron play was ropey at best for him I mean he's one of the best ball strikers in the world but his iron play just was never really there um, and I, I kind of wish on Sunday night I, I went to bed after the second hole because after he birdied the first hole ripped the driver down second to have an eight iron in and then just I don't know what he did with that eight iron just wafted it 25 yards right into the bunker and plugged 
Um, yeah, man of his calibre, he should be sticking that iron in pretty close and birding again to uh, to put um, uh, Woodland under pressure. But look, he scrambled unbelievably on Thursday and Friday, and that was just unsustainable. I think I saw he, he holds six out of seven 25-foot putts, 25-foot-and-over uh, putts he had on uh, on Thursday. So look, it, it was a great week for him. Again, mentally very, very strong and resilient. Good to finish T-third, but uh, he was never... He never really looked like he was going to win from from my point of view. I would have loved him to win. He's one of my favourite players, but just never really looked like it. Um, I think a couple of guys he was tied third with, Xander and Rahm, had sneaky good T3 finishes. You know, Rahm was the only player alongside Woodland and Kepka to shoot under par all four rounds. Uh, so again, I mean, a good a good finish for him. It's got to only surely be a matter of time before he wins one of these uh, majors. As, as with Xander, um, I think that's his fourth top five finish out of six majors if I remember rightly so every time he's there or thereabouts um, keeps threatening so I'm sure that those two guys will win before too long um, in terms of other people uh, just kind of other keynotes to Rory Rory looked solid first two days uh, was positioned pretty well at five under um, after two days but never really threatened over the weekend you know, good performance for him uh, for the first time in four years at the US Open. He's missed the last two cuts, last two years. So if look, finished T9th uh, was a good, solid performance for him, um, but never really quite threatened. Let's hope, though, that he can bring the good form he's had this season on the PGA Tour to uh, Royal Port Rush next month uh, at the Open. And then Tiger. Um, Tiger was never really at the races all, all week. Uh, but he finished strong. He was six under for his last 12 holes, having started the final round four over through six and actually looked like he might even struggle to break 80, let alone uh, shoot a 69. Um, never really quite had it all week. Um, but, you know, seemed to be enjoying it, seemed to have a smile on his face. Um, I think kind of we're almost at that stage where we're just grateful that he's playing and playing half-sensible golf. Um, I do think it's going to be kind of the, you know, the opens... Um, and uh, and masters where he's going to be picking up his uh his um his majors if he is going to get anywhere near jack's 18 just because i think the us open and the uspga will historically put such a premium on driving that i think that just rules him out um unless he just has one of those weeks so let's see um and then the other couple of points i just wanted to pick out um, fabulous finish uh, uh, to uh, his amateur career for Victor Hovland. He won the low amateur. Uh, finished with a 64-4 under to finish in tied 12th, breaking Jack Nicholas's um, record for the low amateur score in the US Open of 280. Um, he is a class act. Uh, yeah, it was a quite a close contact Con, um, contest between him and uh, Brandon Wu who also looks like a class player for the low am but uh, Victor Hovland's class just came came through and he actually turned professional immediately after the event and will play in his first professional event at the Travellers this week but um, he looks like a class player uh, so look out for him moving forward um, and then one final note finishing alongside Victor uh, in T12 was a, a trio of Englishmen Matt Wallace Matt Fitzpatrick and Danny Willett all three of them had good weeks Wallace again showing you know, after his third at the PGA Champions, uh, Championship again showing he can turn up in the majors Matt Fitzpatrick had a good week um, this week just solid all week and Danny Willett's just showing a little bit of form obviously won in Dubai at the back end of last year uh, or was it the beginning of this year 
no, backhand of last year, wasn't it? At the Tour Championship. Um, just coming to a bit of form, been focusing on the PGA Tour, done okay, um, but good to get a T12 for him. So uh, fingers crossed he can kick on for the rest of the season. Right, now, so in terms of our picks for this week, um, there's been a major controversy. Uh, I won't lie to you, been toing and throwing with the lads uh, around some of the controversy. So look, our picks for winners, um, there was a tie at the top with Cantley and Tiger both coming in uh, tied 21st so Simon and uh, Invisible Golfer Mark both tied for the top place so I was going to split the two points each uh, for them both just going to give them both two points for the same score I had DJ came T39th and Adam had Fleetwood who came T65 however in the outsider picks uh, Mark who controversially picked GMAC and we let him off for that GMAC actually came T16th um so with that in mind, I have decided somewhat controversially, almost with a VAR-like precision, to give not only two points for the highest finish to Mark alone for GMAC, but also the bonus point for the best outsider to Mark. So he gets three points. So with that all in all in board, the leaderboard now looks like myself at the top with 11. Adam and Simon still second place, each on 10 points. An invisible golfer with some respectability now on six. So well done, Mark. I know he'll be very pleased with that. Um, again, I apologise to Simon there, a little bit of controversy. But hey, what's a bit of controversy to stir the pot? So moving on to this week. We have the Travellers Championship on the PGA Tour and the BMW International Open on the European Tour. I'm going to kick things off with the Travellers Championship. Um, this is held at TPC River Highlands in Connecticut. It's been there for 35 plus years and is definitely one of the most popular spots on the PGA Tour for the players and actually has won that mantle as the best sort of PGA Tour destination in the last two years running. I think obviously once you get to Connecticut, that, that East Coast, the uh, I think the vibe from the fans, uh, hospitality and everything else just around the whole experience seems to be one of the coolest events to be at. Uh, it also helps that it's had some really quality finishes over recent years. You know, Jordan Spieth chipping um, uh, in 2017 to win. Um, so look, it's it's a, it's a good event. Um, seems to be really well supported. So it'll be interesting to see how, how it goes this week. In terms of kind of what to look out for here, um, look, we're kind of going back to sort of regular PGA Tour. So hitting it long is kind of a prerequisite here for winning. Um, 12 of the last 19 champions have sort of been in the top 10 in driving distance for the week. So it's not necessarily driving accuracy, but more distance. Obviously, accuracy would help. Um, like most PGA Tour events, sort of putting is a prerequisite as well. So you combine the guys who drive it the furthest and those who have the best weeks putting tend, tend to do pretty well here and, and and you can see that in some of the winners and you know for example you know multiple winner Bubba Watson last year and in 2015 one of the longest hitters on tour and can be very streaky with his butter um, so uh, in terms of the field itself again going back to the point earlier on bearing in mind we're coming off a US Open it's got a really good field so you've got uh, Kepka's playing, and he leads the, the betting at 7-1. to one. Patrick Cantlay at 10-1, to one, and a whole bunch of guys at 18-1. to one. You've got Spieth, Molinari, Jason Day, Justin Thomas, and Paul Casey. Um, so really, really strong field out there for this week in Connecticut. Um, in terms of 
uh, the picks this week. So uh, I'm going to go with Paul Casey at 18 to 1. Um, had an okay week last week at the US Open. He sort of fight, finished tied 21st alongside Cantlay and uh, and Tiger. Had a good final round, four under 67. He's played very, very well here at TPC River Highlands beforehand. He's had two second places. In fact, he was runner-up to Bubba Watson both times. And in fact, he should have won last year. He had a four-stroke lead before uh, Bubba overhauled him last year. Um, and then he's had one other top five uh, finish in this event in the last four appearances. So he historically plays pretty well here and in some half-decent form as well. So uh, expect him to do well. Simon has gone for the hot pick. So this guy has been picked three out of the last four weeks, and that's Patrick Cantley. Uh, Patrick at 10-1, to 1, obviously won the Memorial, tied 21st last week. He's in the top 15 for driving distance on the PGA Tour. He's had four top 10s in the last six appearances uh, and finished tied 15th here at this event last year. So 10 to 1, that's a very good bet. Um, a very good bet. And I think uh, comes close on the on the back of Mark picking him last week and me picking him for the Memorial. Um, Adam's pick I really like. Uh, Mark Leishman, again, a favourite of mine, 28 to 1. He has won this event beforehand. Uh, it was a little while ago, back in 2012. But again, he's a class act. Didn't have a fabulous week last week, did okay. Um, looked like he was going to be threatening and then just had a pretty poor weekend. All in all, was kind of in good contention uh, at the cut, but just sort of fell away over the weekend. And then Mark has gone, I think the only word I can say, Mark's gone with his heart this week. Uh, Mark has gone with Victor Hovland. Um, he and I, a couple of others on Twitter, have been having a conversation about Hovland or or, uh, or Matt Wolf. Who would you have? And uh, uh, I think you can't go wrong with either guys. But he's gone with Victor Hovland to win his uh, maiden professional PGA Tour event at seventy to one. That's a tall order, but he's a class player. Um, I think the course will set up well to him. So let's see, let's see how he does. Certainly, there'll be a lot of eyeballs on him. Um, he's going to be a Ryder Cup stalwart, I hope, for the European team over the ten next 10, 15, 20 years. So let's see how those picks go on. So again, you've got Paul Casey for me, Patrick Cantley for Simon, Mark Leishman for Adam, and Victor Hovland for Mark. Um, and then moving on finally to the BMW International Open on the European Tour. So we've got um, a, a pretty good field playing here. So it's back playing at the Golf Club München Eichenried, um, which is the first time it's been back uh, at this golf club since 2011. It's undergone a lot of renovation, um, completely redone all 18 uh, greens and lengthened the course really to keep it relevant for professional tour golf so over the last eight years um, this tournament has uh, pivoted between a couple of different golf courses but it's now going back to uh, the golf club mentioned Eichenried um, where it's been played there for the majority of this of this event and it's got a brilliant um, pedigree this tournament lots of you know European stalwarts have won here the likes of Monty, Westwood, Thomas Bjorn, Ernie Els, uh, Martin Keimer, Danny Willett uh, most recently and obviously um, Henrik Stenson and the likes of Matt Wallace last year so um, don't go on recent winners of this event as a form guide necessarily um, because obviously it wasn't played at the same course so uh, look in terms of the field I mentioned not a bad field 
for a European Tour event again in the week after uh, US Open. So you've got Matt Wallace, who leads the field at 10 to 1, then Sergio 12 to 1, Matt Fitzpatrick 14 to 1, Martin Keimer 16 to 1, and then some notable others include, include uh, Rafa Cabrera Bayo, Yus Lauten, uh, Lee Westwood, Alex Noren, Thorbjorn Olison, Jonathan Vegas has come over from the PGA Tour, Bert Wiesberger, amongst others. Um, in terms of this week, so what to expect? It's not a crazy, crazy long course. Um, I'm actually going with somebody who I thought performed pretty well last week, um, and I hope he can. Uh, he seems to obviously do very well on the European Tour, respectively, splitting his time between European and PGA Tours. But I'm going with Matt Fitzpatrick at fourteen to one. Um, part of me wants to pick Matt Wallace, but I, I kind of wanted to be a bit different now. I think Matt Fitzpatrick is due a win uh, on the European Tour. He seems to be in some decent form, so let's see how he gets on this week. Obviously, I think the, the emotional pick would be Martin Keimer. Um, he's played pretty well the last three weeks on the PGA Tour. Uh, but I, I like Matt Fitzpatrick at 14-1. to 1. And in terms of outside, I couldn't believe this guy was at this this long odds at 90-1. to 1. That's Kurt Kitayama. He's obviously already won already on the European Tour uh, a couple of times in the last 12 months. Um, hits it miles. Uh, he's got solid putting, solid wedge game. Uh, just played very well this year. And at 90-1, to 1, I thought he was excellent value. So look out for Kurt Kitayama to have a good week this week. So look, there you have it. Um, US Open... Uh, roundup and a preview of the Travellers and BMW International Open this week. Yeah, once again, congrats to Gary Woodland on a spectacular performance and kudos to him for being a better human being by the looks of things as well. You know, long may that success continue. And look, we've had three out of the four majors uh, already. Um, it'd be a bit, of a bit of a weird one when we get to kind of mid uh, or last sort of third week in uh, in July and there's no more majors to look forward to but um, I really have enjoyed kind of the momentum with which it's going so let's see how uh, how we go over the next four weeks got a lot of interesting links golf to look out for uh, coming up with the Irish Open and Scottish Open prior to the Open so lots of fabulous golf to be played on both sides of the Atlantic enjoy the golf this weekend and I'll catch up with you next week cheers for now <music>